Good morning, good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana returning again for another episode in our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. It's wonderful to be back again, and um, again, I thank you for your notes, your comments, your questions. I really appreciate hearing from everyone. And what we're going to speak about today is a beautiful, beautiful teaching from the Buddha himself, which says, when others are wrong, I am wrong. Wow, that's quite a statement, isn't it? It's certainly not the way we think of life. We think, you're wrong, I'm right, I'm up, you're down. Always, always positioning ourselves and judging what's going on. However, this teaching suggests something quite different. It actually points to the fact that the way we treat others is exactly the way we're treating ourselves, too. We can't do something to someone else without it rebounding upon ourselves instantly, actually. And we see that all over. We see it in our lives, if we look. This teaching is also telling us that basically we are all one. Again, so if you're hurting someone, if you're judging someone, if you're into a power struggle with someone, you're involved in that same negative dance and both are receiving these consequences. Um, So this beautiful teaching has much in it. It suggests a new way of looking at each other and ourselves and a new way of being totally. So I'm excited to share it today. So let's go up to the beginning of this, this statement, which is telling us that we're always trying to decide who is right and who is wrong including ourselves. What's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? Am I, am I doing, am I good? Am I bad? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they right? Are they wrong? We, we judge when we make these decisions almost instantly and we barely actually know how or are able to listen to what the other person is saying. It's a very, very big gift to learn how to listen, and I will go into that in more depth very shortly in upcoming podcasts. But we feel that we must defend our point of view or our position as though these opinions and positions were made of gold. They're precious. They're somehow the very substance of our life. These positions, these become more important to us than the actual person we're with these ideas or these opinions. You're wrong. I'm right. And therefore, we're in opposition. Always, always opposition. So many of our power interactions become power struggles. Who's going to win? Whose idea will come out on top? It's a fight. We're getting into a struggle. We're trying to be more important than the other or smarter than the other. Or we do a lot to try to prove somebody else to be weaker or wrong. This very way of relating makes us wrong too. That's what it means. When others are wrong, I am wrong. I'm wrong for for relating to others in this way. It's the way where our views and our opinions, they can become so intense that they will even lead us to harm others and in the very extreme to kill, which is what wars are about. Defending positions, so we'll just kill people off because they have the wrong point of view. 
Now, I'm not, I want to make a quick point. I'm not saying that if someone is coming to harm us or that <clears throat> we're in a position of danger, not to know that and not to respond appropriately. That's not what this means. <laughs> so we'll go into it more carefully. But it does mean that whatever we see in another person, whatever's wrong we're looking at in them, we also see that in ourselves. That person is a mirror for us to see what it is we're harboring and we're not facing and we're hating within. We will attract people to us to show us something that we cannot tolerate within ourselves. If we could tolerate it, the person wouldn't bother us at all. So what we're doing, rather than facing ourselves and learning what's going on and facing the other and really listening to them, when we live this life as a power struggle, positioning, judging, we're actually, what we're doing is we're grabbing the beauty and joy away from both of us. We're stuck in some kind of a negative dance and unable to really learn from the person, enjoy the person, have an interaction that's life-giving. Life-giving interactions, yummy, yummy, <laughs> nothing better than that. Sometimes just a few words with another, just a sharing of a smile, just a relating to the other's humanity is all it takes to lift our whole day. Hanging on to these, I'm right, you're wrong, prevents that from happening. It prevents us from seeing all aspects of the person who's right in front of us. So this teaching suggests that Rather than projecting our images and demands upon someone else, just allow them to be who they are when you're with them. This is a new way of relating. Don't pigeonhole them. Don't put them into a spot. Just be with them. Allow them. That word allow is such a beautiful word. Allow that person to be exactly as they are. I mean, they are that way anyway, so why not allow it? See how wonderful you'll feel and how wonderful they'll feel as well. We think it's up to us to direct their lives, to guide them, to change them. But nobody will listen to you if you have this wish to reject who they are and change them. When you can allow them to be who they are and value it and, and understand it and be with it, there's a much bigger opportunity for constructive sharing together. When you're going to accept another person just as they are and when you refuse to enter into a fight or battle with them, a miraculous thing actually happens. Their defenses, <clears throat> the walls around them diminish. They begin to feel valued and then they often will allow new parts of themselves to be seen, to shine through. That is a very precious moment and a very beautiful moment. When you accept someone just as they are and listen to them, that actually is an act of love, and they feel loved. They begin to relax, and they begin to really listen to us as well. They, we can alter the whole form of the reaction by doing that, by putting down our defenses and our demands and our judgments it affects the other very deeply. The atmosphere changes. 
we're really listening to them. They're really listening back. Wow, that is a beautiful exchange. The relationships then become explorations, adventures, discoveries, not a contest to the death. You know, many I've spent many years as a psychotherapist practicing, and I heard so many times people say about how relationships had grown stale or they felt stuck or they weren't having the joy and the fun and the fulfillment anymore. And, and that's because their relationships got hardened into a pattern and we got used to the person seeing them in a certain way and we held that picture of them in our minds. This is wrong about them. This is right about them. And that prevents anything from becoming fresh and new. It prevents exploration of one another because who we are today is not who we were yesterday. Life is constantly changing and growing So holding on to right and wrong and opinions prevents that growth, or at least it prevents us from seeing that growth and from being with the person in a brand new way today. Now, as I said before, sometimes we will come upon those who are not open, who refuse to put the walls or the weapons down. They try to dominate us. They try to bully whatever they're doing. Let them do their dance. We don't have to get pulled in. That's up to them. If they want to dance the waltz, let them dance the waltz. We can still dance the tango. We can choose the way we want to relate. We don't have to respond in kind. That sounds very, very simple. It might even sound obvious, but it's actually quite a surprise for many. Because we don't really respond, what we do usually is react. Boom, automatically somebody's nasty, we're nasty. Somebody judges us, boom, we're judging them right back. But if we say, when others are wrong, I am wrong, we can even remind ourselves of that. We're saying, no, 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 I don't want to go there. Beyond right and wrong, I wrote down, there is a valley of kindness. That's a very special word these days. We don't too much think about kindness, but beyond right and wrong, when we put down right and wrong, when we stop judging, when we stop demanding somebody be some way, there is a valley of kindness. Kindness emerges, a place to enjoy each moment, a place of communion and connection. This valley of kindness, this place, is closed to those who are always seeking what's right and what's wrong in another. There's no kindness in that. There's no hope in that. There's no freshness in that. So we have, I'm going to give you a little a little exercise, a way to turn this around. And rather than look for what's wrong in the other, to just be with them as they are. And perhaps if it's too strong, your your conditioning to look for what's wrong, look for what's beautiful and for what's right. That's a lovely little exercise to interfere with this pattern of judging others, rejecting others, and looking for what's wrong. Here is the little exercise I'd like to offer you, is just take a moment and look, who am I making wrong today? Who, who do I want to be wrong? Who would I think is wrong? 
Who am I in a power struggle with? Maybe you're doing this to yourself, making yourself wrong. That's very common. Write that down too. And take a look at this pattern and, and take a moment to notice what is its ultimate outcome for you? What do you really get out of it? Even if you win the power struggle, you might win the power struggle, but you lose something so precious in the relationship. So for today, we're going to turn that all around. Instead, look for five wonderful things about the person you're with. And do that for yourself as well. Might be harder to do it for ourselves, but do it for yourself as well. And now when you're with this person, just put it down and stop and listen to what they're really saying and what they're offering and who they are. Just this action alone will open all kinds of doors. Just this action is an act of love, an act of kindness, and it will turn things around. And you will be surprised. There's all kinds of wonderful surprises that will come from this kind of behavior. Try and see. Try and see. And also, we're very happy to hear any comments you might have about it, any questions. Come to the website, zenwisdomtoday.com. There's a place for comments from the community. And um, I'd love to hear how this is working for you in your life. And I'd love to hear how it feels to enter that valley of kindness. So thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. And I will be back next week with the next talk. Take good care and have a wonderful week.